Good morning, I'm Sandy Max, Steve Scafidi on WTMJ Now, News Opinions Wisconsin's, and sometimes News Opinions and Why It Matters, and not exactly something you say, but Happy World Alzheimer's Day. But there are reasons to celebrate, because there has been progress in fighting this very devastating disease. And our WTMJ teammate, Nick Van Wagenen, just came in and shared a story. His father was diagnosed eight years ago and passed away just last year and shared the story of how his family coped with it and how his dad himself coped with the disease. And to get some answers and to get some optimism, uh, we have invited a very special guest. The Alzheimer's Association Wisconsin Chapter Executive Director David Grams joins us. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm, I'm well. Thanks uh, so much for the invitation. It's great to be here. Absolutely. And, and while we were talking between the uh, the, the two guests, uh, somebody asked a question I was going to ask. The difference between Alzheimer's and dementia. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Alzheimer's is uh, actually a, a f- one form of dementia. So in other words, dementia is the umbrella term, much like cancer. There's different types of cancer. Alzheimer's is a form of dementia. It's the most prevalent form, uh, somewhere in the range of 80 or, uh, excuse me, 70 or 80 percent of all cases of dementia are, could be tied back to Alzheimer's. Uh, but there are other forms of dementia as well. Is it, is it necessarily tied to age? Because we always think people get older. One of the things that we talk about is that older people suffer from Alzheimer's or dementia or other things. Is it, is it a case of it's an elderly problem or is it more than that? Well, it's really more than that. Uh, it's it's a case where while it's age related, uh, you know, the prevalence is more significant as people age. Uh, there are people who are diagnosed uh, earlier and earlier. Right? You know, we're we're really we push hard to ensure that people talk to their doctor if they're having memory concerns or seeing memory concerns in a loved one. And so, uh, you know, the more we can do to get people diagnosed early. Uh, they're going to be in a better place. Is that typically how it manifests first is the, the memory issue? Or is there some, some other signs that maybe we're not aware of? Sure. Well, uh, you know, I would say whether it's memory issues, change, changes in memory, changes in thinking, or even behavior um, it are all uh, cases where if it's disrupting daily life, really you know, we advise people to talk with your doctor about it and uh, with those concerns. Because Nick had even mentioned that his dad had had differences in speech that they'd noticed. Right, right. Yeah, I, I would say uh, some of the hallmark uh, symptoms uh, or uh, behaviors that to be tuned into would simply be if someone is, uh, maybe you're in a familiar place and suddenly the person is confused. You know, they've, they've been to the same grocery store for 20 years, but suddenly they're confused uh, in that grocery store. They, they're having trouble finding their way back. Um, also, if they're retreating from things that they love to do, hobbies, uh, social situations, um, they may be uh, hiding uh, some memory issues that they're uh, they don't want others to know. So those are you know those are certainly things to be tuned into. One of the themes of this year's World Alzheimer's Day is never too early, never too late. And let's talk about risk factors. What does that mean exactly? Well, uh, risk factors. Uh, I would say there's ways to uh, try and prevent uh, Alzheimer's, uh, ways that we're seeing uh, are, are really becoming proven uh, in, in their preventative effects. So in other words, uh, really ensuring that physical activity, staying active, being, you know, moving, um, ensuring that uh, you're, uh, you're active socially as well, staying act- lifelong learning, uh, you know, there's uh, proper nutrition. Those are all things that lead to uh, prevention.
on the on the moving part, getting out of the house. That so you're saying that's actually that's tied to a, a maybe better cognitive ability. If you get out and walk and get some fresh air and get out of your chair, that could be one of the potential not cures but assists. It, it is, yeah. The all of those behaviors I talked about, even getting a good solid eight hours of sleep per night are ways that you can, if, if you're going to have some to- cognitive decline along the way, um, it delays it until much later, potentially, uh, in a person's life. The age-old exercise, eat well and sleep yeah, well, right. can actually help us in the long run. Who knew? <laughs> what, what's good for your health in general is, is good for your brain health as well. David Graham's our guest, the Alzheimer's Association Wisconsin Chapter Executive Director. We'll take a break here. If you have a question, uh, throw it on the text line, Old National Bank Talking Text Line. We'd love to present it to David. Uh, and we're going to continue the conversation. The positive news, yes, positive news, you shared a story with Sandy and I during the uh, the uh, transition there about what might be coming next in the treatment of Alzheimer's and dementia. We'll discuss that after this on WTMJ Now. I'm Sandy Max. I'm sorry, Steve Scafidi. WTMJ Now as we continue our discussion on World Alzheimer's Day with our special guest, Alzheimer's Association Wisconsin Chapter Executive Director Dave Grams. Dave, you've been a wealth of knowledge so far and there have been a lot of people, uh, WTMJ fans, on the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620, asking about early detection and how to detect. And we got a really interesting text from Lauren. Yeah, Lauren, a speech-language pathologist, uh, says our, our guest is right. I, be, I agree with her. Uh, anything that benefits your cardiovascular system will benefit your brain function. Uh, the main focus of her work is doing a preliminary assessment to see if people have mild cognitive impairments, which can de- delve into early dementia. And you, you made that point before the break. You know, detection is important. If you notice those things, and I'm certain that a speech-language pathologist would notice those things, that that diagnosis, that recognition can minimize some of that, that impact. Yeah, it, well, it, and it's a case where uh, given some of the, the treatments that are now becoming available, uh, they're, they're most impactful for people living with the earliest stages of Alzheimer's or MCI, mild cognitive impairment, as, as was mentioned. So... It's so critical to, uh, again, if there are concerns, speak with your doctor. There are ways that they can try to uh, determine, is this just normal aging or is this something more that needs to be looked at? So you, you mentioned a date, July 6th, 2023, the significance of that date and Alzheimer's on World Alzheimer's Day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, July 6th, uh, you know, the first ever FDA-approved treatment that actually treats the underlying biology of Alzheimer's. Now, this is this is a moment that decades in the making. So it's it's one of those cases where we we absolutely want people to know uh, what's becoming available. Because the previous treatments were more symptom relievers, not right. actually addressing the brain functionality of what causes Alzheimer's. Right. It, it was a case where they would uh, provide temporary symptom relief. They might boost brain reserve, but they really weren't treating the underlying disease or the progression of it and and this disease actually or excuse me this uh, latest treatment that i just met referenced actually slows the progression of the disease i'm sure someone will ask but i'll ask you and, and you may not know is, is this a medicare funded treatment for people is it a special cases at this moment do you know yeah actually uh centers for medicare and medicaid services uh that same day announced that they will cover all fully uh, traditionally approved fda treatments for alzheimer's and so this particular one I'm referencing is uh, covered. You know, we've talked in the nation's history about diseases, illnesses that we've conquered, right? Polio, things like that. Is Alzheimer's one of those issues that we could conquer at some point? 
No question. Uh, as I said, this uh, this first FDA-approved uh, treatment, there's others in the pipeline that uh, are uh, have show great promise and are uh, you know show even stronger effectiveness. So it's just it's taken us this time to get to this point. But again, there, there's really no going back from here. I, we're we're in a great place. Somebody asked this on my text, personal text. If if they recognize something, what's the first thing they should do? Who do they go to? Who do they contact? Is it their, their family doctor? Is it a specialist? What do they actually do? I, I would uh, have a conversation with your primary care doctor. Uh, questions that you might have. In addition, the Alzheimer's Association. We, we have a helpline that's available 24 by 7 by 365 that can answer any question, large or small. And so that number is 800-272-3900. And uh, ALZ.org, also available, our website um, available with a multitude of information. And again, there's no wrong question to ask on that helpline. 1-800-272-3900 is that number if you want to call. And what was the website again, the address? Uh, ALZ.org. Perfect. And that website, not only helpful for people who are patients or think they might become patients suffering with Alzheimer's, but also good for caregivers. What tips do you have for those folks who are caring for people with Alzheimer's, because that, that is a challenge. This is a disease that affects more than the person whose brain is being affected. Absolutely. Uh, our advice is don't go it alone. The, the, the burden on, on caregivers for caring for someone living with Alzheimer's disease can, it, again, it, it progresses and it, continue, it can spiral. And so um, reaching out and asking for some assistance is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength. So we encourage everyone to reach out uh, to the Alzheimer's Association or, uh, you know, again, the helpline. There are uh, master's level care con consultants who can help uh, talk through some of the challenges that that caregiver may be experiencing. David Graham's Alzheimer's Association, Wisconsin chapter executive director. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. I appreciate being here.